Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, we're at Bell and Sword and Conway. As I told our listeners earlier, you may not enjoy the way your favorite team plays this weekend, but at least you can look sharp while it's happening. <laughs> I heard that. By the way, that, that word salad of Nick Saban's that you played was courtesy of me asking about what he thinks of Arkansas's run game issues. And so he, he presented that word salad to us. He yeah. said, issues? issues? What issues? I, I think issues. they're the best running team in America. Um, Tom, yeah. I got from the Democrat Gazette this morning, and I could not believe what I saw. 26-0 and 0 for Alabama under Saban in games that kick off at 1130 or earlier. That ain't a good sign. We thought they might sleepwalk their way into one loss, but apparently not. He's got them. He's got him. Uh, we always know he gets a he gets him up for lesser opponents, but he's really good apparently in getting them up for lesser kickoff times too. Big time, and, and you know, and I, Bob actually ended up writing that note, but I did read it, and um, the thing the thing I read into that was their big games. They're the two thirty games, you know, when they're going to play at Georgia or a Tech A and M or LSU and so on. So, quite frequently. The 11 o'clock games will be when they play Kentucky, Missouri, and Arkansas and stuff like that. So, non-conference. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure their um, the spread, the average spread that they've had in these 11 a.m. games is somewhere around this 20, 20.5 that you guys are talking about. Tom, when did that Louisiana Monroe game kickoff that they lost in Saban's first year? You were there for that, weren't you? Oh, no, no, no. I was. I was already covering Arkansas at that time. but so I, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea when that game kicked off, man. Uh, I thought you were covering it. Well, apparently it was after 1130 because he hasn't lost one before 1130. That was a good stat. That took some work to pull that together. I don't know how he found that, but that was good work. Um, we were asking uh, each other earlier. I read it, and I was recounting some of the results to Wes. The midseason grades that were published this week in the paper, was that you or Bob that did that? I did that, yeah. Okay. Do you ever get any uh, negative feedback from people on the Hill when you are uh, appropriately critical in situations like this? Um, I wouldn't say that I have. I mean, I, I get, you know, reader emails, um, and sometimes not harsh enough. Um, and sometimes, you know, maybe that's a little too harsh. But on this one, I mean, how can you – you look, the offensive line, I, I like Limmer and I like Latham and – it, it's just been it's just been an unfortunate series of things that have happened to them. You know, you're you're changing systems. Limmer's changing position. Um, Latham had an injury in camp, and uh, it just it just hasn't gone the way they they thought it would. Uh, and a lot of the things we saw in camp, like wow, the D line, the, the defense is really playing well in this camp. They're getting a lot of pressure. Well, it was a combination of yeah, there's a lot of guys on that D line, but also the O line. Just hasn't hasn't gotten it together yet, and uh, there's half a season left to go to get that going. But the run game, just the I don't know the thread of of, of KJ's the court, called quarterback runs. They haven't been as dangerous. They haven't broken. I mean, when you think of, of the number of like twenty yard plus plays on on the ground for Arkansas the last couple of years, there's been a large number. There just hasn't been many this season. You gave grades for just about everything. I don't see a grade for special teams on here. I'm just trying to find some positives. Fletcher is on pace to have one of the best punting seasons of all time, despite negative feedback he got early in the season on Twitter. 
Um, and then obviously Cam Little's doing Cam Little things where he is just freaking people out. I'd love to, for him to hit like a 68-yarder to win a game one of these days. But anyway, um, how would you grade the special teams this year? Yeah, man, I would probably go A-minus on those guys. Yeah. If I didn't have it, that's just oversight on my part. But A-minus, um, when you consider Little's field goal kicking, I mean, two of Fletcher's punts directly related to short field in, you know, in big games and losses. Um, but otherwise, he's been booming it. Um, and, you know, when you add in Satania's um, run-back capabilities, both mm-hmm. punt and kickoff, uh, it's been pretty solid. Now, hey, A&M, I might, I might say B-plus because A&M had the, the two big punt returns, including one for a touchdown that really sealed that game. Um, but otherwise, they've been pretty good. Broden has been a really nice gunner, but on the uh, Smith return, it just he had a little bit more room to work with because Fletcher punted it so well. Tom, you know, you got coaching here. You graded it a C minus, and I want to ask about you know, part of coaching is recruiting, and part of coaching obviously is development of players. And so, where do you feel like they more drop the ball? The the recruiting part of it and not bringing in the right guys to fill in the spots up front or is it development of young players well that is a great philosophical question that i mean i thought about that peripherally a few times but not like really dived into but i will say that the player development i mean particularly on the o-line because this is a sam Pittman specialty position and Right now, there's not just an absolute stud among four years of O-line recruiting for this crew. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Kudis probably will develop into a, a really good uh, SEC player. Manuel the same way. I mean, they like Chamley. He's a redshirt freshman. But, you know, the class that had St. John and Henderson and Curry, uh, they're all gone. You know, um, they were behind that, that veteran group, and they all ended up transferring out. So, um yeah, you you got to develop. I mean, you know, there's development success stories. You know, Hudson Clark and um, you know KJ's come up through the system and, and has been developed well. But uh, I don't know. I think the recruiting has been has been pretty good, especially at some positions like tailback. They've done very well. Mm. So I would say uh, I would say the development part of of it, and and of course that grade included. I thought their defensive game planning this year has been pretty good. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. – I wouldn't say they've completely maximized everyone's talent, but um, they've done pretty well. I mean, they held LSU the first three drives without any scoring before they got hot. Uh, I, I thought the whole plan against Ole Miss was a, a good game plan, and they held Ole Miss down pretty much as well as anybody, you know, except for Bama this season. Yeah, I looked at the defensive stats yesterday for Arkansas and compared them for the year before. Last year they were 14th, dead last in the country, 14th in the SEC in passing defense and scoring defense, or total defense. This year they're 7th. In total defense? Yeah, and passing defense. In the SEC? I mean, they're right in the middle. And that was one of the things we talked about in the preseason. You know, that would be a good year for the defense if they could just get somewhere in the middle of the pack, and that's where they are. That was assuming the offense was going to be significantly more effective, right? Yes. Yeah, hey, I agree with you, Wes. I mean, this is a big jump for their defense. And here's the here's the weird thing: as much as we can criticize the the the, the O line and the run game and just you know things that have backfired on them, uh, they uh, covered the spread in two road games that were going to be very difficult. I mean, they, look, they were a 
big underdogs, LSU, A&M, and Ole Miss back-to-back-to-back and had chances to win two of those games despite having these issues that we're talking about. So, in other words, I feel like they're fighting. They give themselves a good chance with their plan. And um, if they can reduce the penalties, they have a chance to to win those games. So, I – I don't know, man. I, I I think I think at 0-3 in the conference, people have just completely written them off and all that. But mm-hmm. I do think they've had good game plans. Pittman and the crew have motivated them. Um, hey, look, this is going to be the hardest one yet at Bama. Uh, but, you know, where will they be mentally is my question. After this game, no matter what the outcome is, big, you know, if they lose it by a few or they lose it by a lot or they, they win – where will they be mentally heading into this Mississippi State game with the Bulldogs coming off of an open date? So I, the schedule has just been as brutal as I can remember. Even though they've had the hardest-ranked schedules many years since I've been doing this, this one has been, just been brutal, more brutal than others because of the way it laid out. Well, I'm not going to quite call it Georgia Vanderbilt, but I could. But it's a mismatch of epic proportions. Let's talk about real quick, Tom. we got to run, but I just want to get real quick uh, picks on the other games because there are some really fantastic three great matchups and one that could potentially be pretty good with the way that Auburn's playing defense right now. Um, their offense is absolutely putrid, but that's another story for another yeah. day. Gators at South Carolina this weekend, and the Gators' defense against the, the pass has been really good this year. Um, South Carolina, obviously, I'm sure would love to, to get this one and get to even in, in conference play. Florida's been obviously up yeah. and down. What do you think? I don't know. It's quite fascinating because I haven't figured Florida out yet, and I, I give I give Arkansas a fighters chance when they go mm-hmm. to Florida here in a couple of weeks. Um, South Carolina, I believe, is coming off an open date, so I'm I'm going to go with the yep. home team here in a kind of a low scoring game in the 20s or maybe 20s and teens. Tennessee's coming off an open date too, and they're hosting a Texas A&M team that lost a heartbreaker to Alabama last weekend. What do you think about the balls? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that it favors them that there is an open date, that A&M was so up for last week's game, hard to do it back-to-back. Um, but also, and also I've seen a stat that A&M has a horrible record against ranked teams on the road under Jimbo. Mm. <laughs> but I say all that, and I think A&M is going to be in it. And I, I think yeah. I think uh, I think Tennessee wins a tight one in that one. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. Number eight rush defense against the number seven rushing offense for Tennessee. So that'll be a good matchup there. Uh, Auburn LSU, as just mentioned, uh, total offense. Auburn's 88th in the country. We know what LSU is doing defensively, though. They're a top 25 defense quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know the the way they played A and M. Now you're like, okay, that was actually a, a decent defensive showing. The game was at home. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with LSU. Uh, I think maybe they have. They're ship righted, and because their issues yeah. are largely on on defense, um, I don't see Auburn tearing them up. So I, yeah. I, I would just go with LSU. Auburn off a bye, by the way. Uh, LSU, I felt like, really needed to win last week, but you undo all the good you got from winning at Missouri if you blow it this week against an Auburn team that's not very good. Um, all right, last mm-hmm. thing here. you got Cats and Cats. Wildcats hosting the uh, Tigers of Missouri this weekend in Lexington, and uh, Kentucky got handled a little more than I expected against Georgia last week, and Georgia certainly turned it on. Uh, and then Missouri obviously losing by 10 with the late pick six to LSU. What do you think? Yeah, they, Kentucky will really try to control the tempo of that game with their run. And if they can do that, I think they'll win. But, man, i got to say, Missouri's game plan last week against yeah. um, LSU, that was, a, that was a good game plan. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Missouri in this one. I think I'm going to 
stick a little bit of okay. I don't know what the line is, but I'll go with Missouri. I think is, – is Missouri's top receiver out? Yeah, one of their – they've got two studs, and we uh, saw that one of them oh, was Luther out. Oh, Burton? Was it Burton or the other one? I think I thought Burton was out. I could be wrong, though. I was wrong once. I, I do not it. know. Okay. We'll, we'll check on that. Uh, Tom, thanks for the time, buddy. I appreciate you. Tom, uh, check him out in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, is Arkansas going to get a helmet tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> little <Special> town. <laughs> uh, Kicker? <laughs> I, I believe they get. I, be, I believe they get a special team helmet. And uh, the tease is they might. They might be even on a couple of others, or I don't know. I, I don't remember. I did it a couple days ago. All right. Very good, Tom. Thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Later, guys. Great, great weekend. All right, Tom Murphy.